Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to part four of Pitfalls and Errors in Body CT. And we're just going to cover a few last topics. I've mentioned many times the importance of going beyond the routine axial imaging to coronal and sagittal. And there's no doubt that's critical. And one of the most critical areas is looking at the mesenteric vessels, the celiac, the SMA. We've published articles like this one that shows that when people look at the axial images only, they constantly miss pathology. And it's one thing to miss something simple like a variant of the hepatic artery. Perhaps maybe it's not important. But then there are other things that are missed, including stenosis and vessel occlusion and vessel encasement, all of things that become very important in terms of our practice. It's critical and it's, you, it's, it's a must-do. If you want to look at the sagittal views, looking at this patient's SMA, for example, you can see thrombus in the SMA. If you want to see the entire vessel, the sagittal view is ideal. So, for example, in arterial mesenteric occlusion, which is about up to 75% of all bowel ischemia cases, where thrombus uh, can be uh, one of the causes, uh, or embolism, and embolism, interestingly, usually is in the mid-vessel, and proximal involvement is usually due to thrombosis. So if you think of it that way, you look at this case and you say, gosh, look how good the proximal celiac is. It's normal. The SMA looks great. It's only when you get far down the SMA that you say, wait a second, there's a huge thrombus that's occluding the vessel. Okay, but you don't see plaque in this case. Here's some more images in 3D. It's the beauty of the 3D from the sagittal to rotating the images. Look how nicely you can see the thrombus distally. You see the vessels cut off. That makes a difference in the world for this patient's survival. Now, it's important to recognize that in cases of suspected ischemia, you need to see the entire SMA, the entire celiac and its branches. Just because you see the proximal part doesn't mean it's normal. You can't assume that because you don't see a thrombus that a thrombus is not present unless you have optimal visualization of the entire vessel. In most cases, you probably will be correct, but in other cases, you got a problem. Like this case was a legal case, not from Hopkins, dilated small bowel. Now, the truth is, on this case, you should be worrying about that loop of bowel. It's really dilated. I'd have to worry about ischemia. But when you start looking closer at the vessels, upper left image, you see the SMA and SMV, not the greatest study, but they're patent. Bottom image on your right, all of a sudden you see that the um, SMA is occluded. And if you look at that, on the sagittal view, you can see, as I circled, the SMA is occluded for a short segment, and that was the patient's problem. It's often very subtle. This patient, abdominal pain, you look and you say, oh, I see a vessel, but wait a second, you realize the vessel you're looking at is the um, SMV. You also realize that you want to look very carefully proximally, and when you look proximally, you see a little bit of flow into the SMA. You see the celiac has flow, but there's total occlusion of the SMA present. And you can see when you take the vessel in its entirety, in its length, the entire vessel is occluded. And when you look at that in the coronal plane, look how nicely you can see that the vessel, the SMA, is occluded, and the branch vessels of the SMA are occluded as well. It's very easy to miss these findings. I've circled them for you. There's the axial, there's the coronal. It's easy to see when done correctly, but you can see how easy it is to miss. And then here's the patient, of course, about five days later. Uh, you can see now that the entire SMA is widely patent. A cloud was removed from the vessel. So again, 
visualization is critical. In this case, you also can see what are focal dissections and branches of the SMA. I always like to make the point that that sagittal view is so critical and it's the guide to pathology in many areas in the GI tract, from SMA syndrome to vascular stenosis to median awkward ligament to staging pancreatic cancer to mesenteric aneurysms and collaterals. This article by Zangos, uh, axial and coronal CT have equal sensitivity for the diagnosis of acute abdominal pathology. However, coronal reformations improve the diagnostic confidence for all readers, particularly the least experienced. Therefore, radiology departments with residents should consider routine generating coronal images. Well, we agree. Not just doing coronal, but doing sagittal as well. And it's not just the least experienced, but even the most experienced can benefit from it. You can see for inexperienced readers, 95% of the time the coronals were helpful, only a third of the time for experienced readers. But I'll tell you, a third of the time is pretty, pretty good. So there's no reason not to do it. Since this patient's been scanned, it's just a little bit of time. You're going to have a tech do it. It's not a time sink. So really, the fact you don't do it would seem to me to be very, very problematic. This article by Zakaria, coronal and sagittal CT head reformats improve the sensitivity and diagnostic confidence in the, in the setting of acute trauma. Just to make the point that when you go across different applications, the ability to look at images in this type of perspective, indeed becomes very classic. It's not just you know the accuracy, but it's also the confidence for the reader. And when you go from something like here for a trauma in the head, you go to an article like this for appendicitis, coronal reformats improve confidence in visualization of the appendix and diagnosis or exclusion of appendicitis. Very important. And you can see in that article by Paulson, um, Again, the importance of combining transverse with coronal to increase the accuracy. It's not a um, optional thing. It's something you need to do in every single case. There's an article by Neville talking about the value of coronal reformations in appendicitis and also in other possibilities of the acute abdomen. So indeed, it's very helpful in that regard. I also should mention just some peripheral things. On every scan, we see bone and soft tissue, and there's a tendency at times not to look at it. Very easy to overlook important pathology, because often it's not part of the exam history or what people are thinking about, and technologists often cut it off the film. Axial imaging is limited, not only for soft tissue, but also for bone pathology, and so spine pathology, particularly things like collapse, even lytic lesions, are very, very obvious on the patient's um, sagittal views or coronal views and the axial views are just so hard to see. Also in terms of bone and soft tissue, you really need to be paying attention. You must do sagittal reconstructions. If you don't do sagittals, you're going to miss things. So here's an example. You look at this case, back pain, aneurysms, no aneurysm. It looks like DJD in the spine, but when you do the spine with sagittal views, you see that the L1 vertebral body is collapsed and wedged, and that's why the patient has pain. Again, very obvious on the sagittal, very hard to see on the axial. Um, this article by Carberry, making the point that if you look only at the axial views, you're going to miss a significant number of uh, spinal fractures. You will pick them up if you're doing routine sagittal views. Uh, it's important to review of 2015 abdominal CTs, 
uh, prospective diagnosis of moderate or severe vertebral body compression was not determined in 84% of cases. So you can see those numbers are indeed incredible. Same thing in looking at the periphery. We talk about looking at the soft tissues and skin, the importance of that. And again, whether it's trauma or infection or foreign body or calcifications, all of these uh, do drive a lot of the thought process because it's so easy to miss things. You have to basically look. Technologists often cut that area off the film. You want to make certain things are not cut off the film. So we started this talk really speaking about error and the really shocking numbers of error we have. Something is a positive study, 30% of the time you'll miss the finding. That indeed is problematic. I think forgetting the numbers, we do far better than that in radiology. But I think we need to know that there are lots of ways to make mistakes and we need to work very hard to not make those mistakes. And hopefully this lecture has gone a long way there. And again, the key thing really is these misdiagnoses. We've spoken a lot about misdiagnoses. We've, spotted, we've spoken about misinterpretations of processes. But again, it's going to be a very limited process unless you really think differently about how you do things. And perhaps this idea of checklists people talk about would make things better. With checklists, a certain advantage might be if you have a good checklist, you wouldn't miss something you should be looking at. You might pick up findings you should have noticed but didn't see. So it's something to think about. A lot of people are talking about checklists. Um, I think for some things it may work out very well, but it'll be interesting how it's implemented because it does have the capability to decrease error. It also has the capability of increasing error if the right questions are not asked. So concluding then, uh, common misdiagnosis in body CT, you need to be aware of the pitfalls. You need to look at more than axial images routinely. Networked uh, workflow uh, patterns are improving. Many of the vendors have better software now than ever, so that's very, very promising for all of us. And I think as we look forward to change, we're always going to be battling the same process of not to make errors, but I think what we're going to have is the advantage of having a lot more experience and a lot more knowledge of making certain we don't make experiences. Again, some of the rules we spoke about, be aware of the pitfalls, move to review of non-axial images, not just axials, and new workflow patterns of 3D. And with that, have a great day.